Hello, welcome to episode 127, and uh, I thought I'd let you know what you want to be called. I did a survey asking the Chattering Classes fans uh, whether they preferred the Chatterati or the Chattanoogas or the Chatterinos, or your own version. Uh, and uh, we got a lot of responses, I won't say how many, so you can, you know, estimate, you know, over 400, and uh, it seems that 50% of you went with Chatterati, so I'll just, you know, call the uh, survey itself moot, <laughs> and uh, I'll just call you Chatterati and Chattanoogas and Chatterinas. One of you wanted to be known as a chat potato, uh, that's either a statement or a cry for help, um, so thank you for voting. So call yourself what you want, I'll just refer to you as all of those things. Because um, I like the fact that you have a name now. So keep listening, whoever you are and whatever you call yourself. All right, let's get to Alison. Bodily functions being forced at, at the wrong time and... All right. Well, I don't know when we're going to start, but I'll certainly clip you saying bodily functions being forced at the wrong time. That'll be the start. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm talking, I'm talking to Alison. And again, this is an excuse just for us to catch up. Yeah. Because we used to do yeah. it, you know, once a week, once every two weeks over coffee. So the listeners yeah. just, you know, have to tag along, basically. Yes, and... indeed. I miss our coffees. Oh, absolutely. I do. I yeah. sit there and I go. Oh, have I got? I seem to have a lot of time in my week on my <laughs> Thursday. Oh, I've got a lot of time today. And then I realize, oh, no, that's right. Yeah. This is where I go and get a coffee with Alison and then say, oh, I have to go back to school and then stick around. That's for right. Longer. It only feels like five minutes. Yeah, doesn't it, always it? Does. it always does. Yeah, but it does eat a nice pocket of time. Oh, that's a good phrase. I'm going to keep writing all your <laughs> phrases down. Now, I've got a question for you to start off with. Go ahead. Tell me about mudlarking. Oh, I, I really want to do it. So I want to you, do it so badly. You just meant message me last week. I've realized all I have to do is go through our messages and, and all the non sequiturs that we, because we message like we talk, someone will say something and yeah. then we're off on tangents. And I realized yeah. when we go, when I scroll back, I'm like, oh, we never, I never addressed we that. We didn't resolve this. No, I yeah. never addressed that. I never talked about that. But you just said, I'm obsessed with mudlarking and i said I'm, what is mudlarking mudlarking is these people in uh england who get up and put on their wellies and god knows how many layers of clothing that troubles me a little bit <laughs> and go down to the thames to wherever on the thames um at low tide and to be perfectly honest i mean i have no idea i've never been to england and i've never I don't really have much of an understanding about how the Thames works. I didn't actually realise it had tides. I thought no, it was I mean, a river. I'm, I'm with you. It is. I, yeah. would, I, I mean, I, I guess it has tides, but, yes, I'm with you. It never occurred to yeah. me that there was a, a low tide or a high tide. No, and these people go down with their stuff. It's a bit like detectorists. Right. And they dig around in the mud and they flip over rocks and then they find things from the 17th century right like just random bits <laughs> and, and i love that i love the idea of finding random bits and and just you know clay pipes is the big thing clay clay pipes because clay pipes because back in the day um they were a disposable item but quite often they were they were usually handmade and they were you know could be quite um pretty yeah and uh, and so clay pipes is a big thing, but it, all sorts of bits and pieces going back hundreds of years. And I was thinking, oh, you know, how exciting. That would be really cool. I wonder if you could, of course, they're finding stuff that was around before white people were in Australia. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it, it doesn't, you know, the idea of doing it here would be <laughs> not, not quite the same. Yeah. Although I, I know that um, I remember that the Bega River, um, 
the town used to be situated around the Bega River and then the river flooded heaps of times. So you can imagine you'd be going through the tip there and you could find bits of ceramics and stuff like that. That would be quite interesting, but um, probably not not the same as... But you'd be excited if you found a shilling. My word, I would be. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I know I know what you mean about about the time thing. Like when I lived when lived in in England, like just going Mm. to the local pub that was like Yes. Older than yeah. Older than any building in Australia. Oh, by hundreds of years. Like it'd be like built in sixteen (laughs) eighty two and you'd be like, Oh wow, that's oh wow. Yeah. Not not a tourist destination. It's not a not something that people pay money and get a tour through, like that's, That's right. I could imagine I would be the person who would go trip on a cobblestone and go, I've just skinned my knee on something that has the DNA <laughs> yeah. of hundreds of generations back. Ah, this is where yeah. every hill has ever, ever tripped over. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just adding knee. my DNA to the rest of the river victims. <laughs> yes. So why what so you really think like I guess. You're not concerned about the the cleaning afterwards of the mudlarking? No. No? Oh, God, no. No. That's all part of the fun, I'm sure. Part of it, so I watched this particular lady on YouTube, and part of it is that she's just so delighted with everything she finds. (laughs) So that's kind of, she loves buttons. (laughs) (laughs) So is it the mudlarking or you want to go mudlarking with her? Yes. (laughs) I do. I do want to go mudlarking with her. Yeah. Oh, I found definitely. a button. I guess you could create yeah. stories of where that button came from. And oh, she doesn't create stories. She does the research. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because buttons were often um, in, had a maker's mark or a oh. um, engraved with the yeah. And she does the she does the research and voila. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I only heard the term mudlarking in terms of horse racing, I think, like any horse that's good in the mud, oh. like loves a slop, you know, yeah. the slop was called a mudlark. And I, so when you said it, horrendous. I was like, what has a mudlark got to do with the horse? But it's just someone who loves being in the mud, I guess. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and she does. She's got this particular tool. <laughs> I do love a tool. She's got a particular tool and it's a scrapey thing. Yeah. It looks like a um like a a um bricklayer's um palette type thing. I know I know what know. you mean. That smooths out you know the, what I mean? Smooths out That's the thing right. in between the bricks. Yep. I'm with you. Yes, and it's on a it's on a, a um a bouncy coily thing that's attached to her belt. So she actually doesn't have to carry it around, which would be my huge thing, is I'd be losing things. Left, right, and center. In the mud. To a belt, you so could she, lose it in the mud, yeah. and in three hundred years, someone will uh, find. Well, that's how it would work for me for sure. <laughs> just, all your mudlarking exploits would be finding the things you dropped in the last mudlarking. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I lost this five years ago. <laughs> oh, this has great value, great sentimental value. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe nobody's found this and taken it home already. So she has it attached to a belt. I get it. That's a, that is a smart yeah. idea. So she just, and I was thinking, and I did have, so off on one of our tangents, then I was thinking how much brain work do you have to do to go this tool that I need to always carry around in my hand, I actually don't need to carry it around in my hand. I can just drop it and walk. That You'd have to really learn that, wouldn't you? I wonder, though, if they've seen, if they're that type of person where you're like, I, I remember having a really cool uh, like device when I, when I worked in a bar and it was just on your belt and it was like the electronic tag. So you didn't have to enter any codes mm. in the computer. You just tap this on when it was so t- just to let the managers know who was selling what and how much you'd sold and mm. all of that stuff at that bar. And so you would just tap it and that would record that you were doing the sale, but it was attached yeah. to your hip and you're, I was forever like you'd draw it out, tap it and then let it go and it, you just wouldn't lose it. And it was zip back. Yeah, and it would zip back. And that was just always seemed like the same thing. Like who worked out that part of it? Like, oh, we could do this, but oh, people kept losing them. Well, what if we made it on a retractable? Yeah. So some people have that brain where they're like, I could carry it around. Yeah. Or I could just have it on a spindly thing and attach it to my belt. Yeah, but that's like, that's a little bit like having a, like their card's kind of lightweight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's easier to do that sort of stuff when you go, oh, this is a lightweight thing and that's, you know, I can let it go and it goes and it's back again. Yeah. 
But this is a this is a like this is a quite a, a weighty thing. Yeah. So I just imagine like it's always there for her to dig up, and then when she's finished digging, she just drops it and walks away. First of all, the first thing I would do would be to drop it and trip over it, <laughs> or sure, or stab it in the ground and then trip over it. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Or drop it onto your leg or something like that, right onto your knee. Oh, you definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But it just seems like a convenient thing for her. It fascinates me. So, again, the fascination <laughs> seems to be with her with, with the actual mud liking, doesn't it? I get it, though. I get it. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, that's right. It's this intense moment of watching this lady. <laughs> that's, that's it. I'd love, I would love for you to go to England for the first time just yeah. to go mud larking on the Thames with this woman. I have to say it's the biggest draw card I've had to go to England. We so could far. start at GoFundMe, the listeners, <laughs> which, you know, as we came up with in the last uh, uh, episode, the listeners are known as Chattanoogas. That's what the uh, listeners of, well, I mean, they uh, have to vote, I guess, but we, we said that either that or the Chatterati, but we, we haven't quite. I need to get some ooh, listener feedback. You're good with words. Quite, What's a better I name? I like the Chatterati. Yeah. I like the Chatterati, yeah. All right, so we'll we'll yeah we'll put that out to listeners, but maybe we yeah. can do a GoFundMe page for the uh, from all the twelve listeners, the twelve regular listeners. They could the Chatterati or the Chatterazzi, Chatterazzi, yeah, Chatterazzi, hmm. Chatterazzi, like paparazzi. It is like paparazzi, but it also rhymes a bit more with Nazi. Oh, <laughs> than Chatterati. <laughs> That's where my mind yes. went. So there we yes. go. You went point, paparazzi point like taken. I'm famous. Look at me. I, oh, yes. That's fame. Yeah. Point taken. I might say and a that, lot about that. And us. that is the last time I'm going to raise Nazis tonight. No, I raise Nazis. You, there's a, I can clip that out. That would be weird too. I raise Nazis. <laughs> so Otto? Yes, that's right. <laughs> my children. Anyway. <laughs> So I have a, I have numbers of a number of things written down here. Excellent. We didn't, I didn't away. we didn't talk about it last time. Now, okay. Long ago, you asked me about my memory. You asked yes. if I had a eidetic. I, 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 is that the word? Eidetic. Eidetic memory. Yes. Memory. Uh, One of the few things I can remember. Yes. <laughs> yes, isn't that ironic? <laughs> um, and I couldn't really explain my memory, but I wanted to tell you about the time recently where my memory freaked me out mm. where I remembered something, but I had no recollection of how I knew that information. Ooh. Isn't that weird? You're, you're in my territory now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But this was so <laughs> obscure. I was listening to a podcast about Sylvester Stallone, mm. as you do. And they were going through all of his movies and trying to talk about like which one which were good and which were terrible and it was very entertaining uh mm. very varied career that he had um Indeed. and then someone said what were his early movies and they said oh he was in there and in that blah 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 and they said he was in a movie about al capone might have been called capone in like 1975 and one of the person one of the people on the podcast said who played al capone in that movie and in my head, I said, Ben Gazzara. And mm. immediately they like, oh, well, let's look it up. Oh, it was Ben Gazzara, right? Oh, no. So I freaked out and thought, how did, how, number one, how did I remember that? Number two, I've never seen that movie or heard of that movie. And number three, I don't know who Ben Gazzara is. I'm going to have to go home and Google him. Like, I think I know who he is, but I'm not sure. And then Mm. when I Googled him, it wasn't who I thought it was anyway. You've read something. I I guess. I think you've read something. And that is what an eidetic memory is. Isn't that that really weirded me out? Like, I I get like, oh, yeah, I know that and I know that. But usually if I can recall something, I know why. You know, like no matter how obscure, I'm like, well, is this possible that I've heard of that or I've read that? But that was like weird. Like I couldn't place how I knew. I couldn't place him. I couldn't, yep. never seen the movie. Ne- but obviously, yeah, I've read that 
But a so little much. fold in your brain at some point has recorded that article that you've read somewhere or something yeah. that you randomly just read sometime and that little fold in your brain tucked it away and went, well, oh, you never know. <laughs> yeah, that sort of freaks me out more than anything else. <laughs> was like, now, don't worry about that. In, That's in right. real We've time, yeah, in, real time <laughs> in real time, instantly forget that you've read that, but we'll just yeah. store it away for later. It, yeah, it really it did weird me out. Like, wow, that's really well, weird. Well, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, maybe that's a sign of age. It was like, oh, wow, I should have mentioned it to Justine, and she might have said, yeah, we watched that last week. That would have been even great. <laughs> Oh, that would have had a nice symmetry to it. Yeah, so that's that's yeah, that was the story that I had about my memory. That just it's so yeah weird. It's weird how how you obviously how your brain works, but I don't know. Oh, well, this is a good question. <laughs> What's the most <laughs> surprising thing about your brain? I'm just asking that off the top of my head. So oh. I'll give you time. We can put we can have a pause, and you can think about it. <sighs> The, the ratio of completely useless information that it contains <laughs> as compared to what I need to know now, that's, that's what endlessly surprises me. Now, so I can tell you birds and plants. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you all sorts of all of that sort of information. Um, I can tell you what we had on the back, on the poster on the back of the toilet door when I was under 12 yeah um electric shadows various movies you know um bird species plant species yeah i can tell you all of that so what was on Um, the back of the toilet door like i say we had electric shadows yeah and occasionally that would change out and it would be um bird species of marshes in southeast um queensland or whatever yeah. yeah. Here's a question. Have yeah. people stopped putting things on the back of toilet doors? Well, I haven't. <laughs> I just thought, but maybe in our house. Because uh, we need something. If you're sitting on, we spend probably more time sitting on the toilet than, than follows do, I suppose. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice to have something to, to read. Something to browse. And how often should you That's change right. over your toilet reading material? Well, I don't, but I remember in share houses we used to um, change it over a bit, yeah. And inevitably, you know, like you'd have something up on the back of a a poster or something and it would get tatty just because doors open and shut and um, eventually somebody would rip it and let it go. Or they'd fall on it. Yeah. share house. That's right. Stagger on it. Stagger on it, Yeah. yeah. Or somebody would steal a thumbtack and then it would hang and, yeah. <laughs> they needed a thumbtack because they needed one more to put their poster up and they'll That's go to right. the shops tomorrow to yep. buy some more thumbtacks for everyone, but they never no, do. Oh, no, they would never do that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So what's so, on the back of your toilet door now? I've got um, a tea towel of a map of the coast where we are. Right. Yeah. Which I think, which I love, actually. And do you look at it like just as these are all the places I can explore or do you look at? I look at it and go, oh, I had no fucking idea this was so close to this. Right. Or that there was a town there or I should have a look because I've seen that sign there and if I should, I'll go down that road and check out what's up there. Yep. God, but you sound like you're living a pleasant life at the moment, I must, I must say. It's, it's really fucking pleasant. <laughs> I, have to, I have to 100% agree with you. It is really pleasant. Yeah. I did get invited to join the choir the other day. Oh, wow. Um, may I point out, not because of any singing that they might have heard coming out of me, just just as a community, you know, why don't you come and join our choir? As a community curse. And then they said, Oh, just as a friendly thing. Yeah. yeah. But then the lady said, oh, you know, we're at, we're getting ready for Christmas, so you might want to come and um, listen to the Christmas songs. And I thought, oh, this is going in a different direction. And then she said, yes, we practice at the church. And I went, oh, <laughs> that's not something I'm going to do. 
Sorry. Yeah, but never mind. Change of yeah. change of lifestyle. Get into the church Christmas choir. That's not going to happen. No, no. Did they hear you singing from the toilet? What's going on there? No, <laughs> we were actually watching a digger at the time. It was very exciting. They they were digging the um, channel between the lake and the beach. Oh God! The communities come yeah. out to watch the digger. It was cool. Men were there were there more men watching the digger than women, or is it? Oh yeah, my word, there were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta love yeah. men in their knots and men in their diggers. Men in their diggers. That's right. Just yeah. like oh, it's oh. like. Can I have, did anyone ask for a go, like it's in the playground? You know, you just could see the little boys in their faces, that's for sure. I Absolutely. was thinking, oh, this is every every little fella's dream would be to sit there and watch that. <laughs> it was, um, it was yeah, pretty absolutely. cool. Mind you, this is, it was done on a Friday and it was done at about a 1 o'clock, I think, and we was, that's what I was saying to my new friend um, Evelyn, was saying, I reckon that guy is finished for the day but there is no way he's going back to work. So he's just going to go and he's going. He's got a little audience, so he's just going to drive backward and forward and, you know, do some. And that's exactly what it looked like. Just I'm going to put this sand over here, and then I'm going to go and put yep, it back. I'm going to make. Yep. And I'm going to go up and down the beach a bit because I can. <laughs> and yeah. Did make it do any yep. couple of tricks? Maybe look like a little wheelie. <laughs> and lean it back a bit further. Oh dear. Yeah, he was having a lovely time. Oh, it's like you're living a pastoral existence. I just love it. I just, I, I, part of me goes, I don't know why everybody's not doing this, but then if they did, then the continent would be very much um, out of weight and we'd tip up. But it's probably, I mean, it, it's fairly like that, isn't it? Like the percentage of people who live on the coast in Australia is, I don't know, if I'm going to pull the figure out my ass, I'd say 85% yeah, yeah. Yeah. or something. It's, yeah. it's quite enormous. But just it, that 15% would just, would just tip it too far. And then you'd be then you'd be <laughs> complaining. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Did you oh, get yeah. annoyed? Did you get annoyed living on the coast during school holidays? Um, oh, we we didn't. I didn't, but it was the wrong school holidays, of course. Right. And it was a very wet school ho- holiday, oh, right, so right. not so much. But you did notice all of a sudden because they reckon um, they reckon fifty percent of the houses here are um, holiday houses. Right, so like unoccupied until um, They're unoccupied, which is a bit of a shock, really. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, some of our kids came and one of their mates came to stay with us for the weekend and we went out, we got a glorious day, went out, took the kayaks out and went kayaking um, right near where we go to a little, uh, the boat shed, which is a, a great place for fish and chips or coffee or whatever have you. And um, it has terrible parking there. And what we noticed was that all of a sudden there's all these people parking um, with Canberra um, number plates, parking in like areas where you just go, guys, what are you, like, why, you wouldn't park like that in Canberra. Why are you parking like that here? <laughs> Just slimming down really slim roads already with double lines. Right, and, right, right. Um, blocking driveways and just, you know, just stupid. And it's that, I guess it's a, it, so it's maybe not the numbers, but it's the mentality when people come away and they leave their brains at home maybe, I don't know. Yeah, that, you, I guess, you, I guess yeah. you'll find out at Christmas, won't you? That'll be the, yeah, that'll yeah, be that's the season. Right. It'll be- and I've already had people say, so when it's Christmas time, go anywhere you need to go really, really early. Oh, right, because then it just builds you know, up If you want to go day. to the shops, yeah, if you want to go to the shops, you want to go to the markets, if you want to go to the coffee place, whatever, just go really early. Yeah, and then stay home at lunchtime. <laughs> oh, well, maybe that's why my parents <laughs> go to the shops at like 9 o'clock every morning, probably every morning. Yes. Got to get yeah, fresh bread every day. Yes. What else is there to do, really? Well, that's right. <laughs> eat it. Yes, eat your fresh bread. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Here's the question I asked the other day, apropos of very little. Yes. Do men in their fifties all look the same? <laughs> I've been pondering that hard. And this is why, because I, I, 
I think just scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, whatever it was, I saw a picture of John Cusack, modern day John Cusack, and then yep. modern day comedian Dylan Moran. And maybe it was just Which the is... fact that they were shot in the same kind of way. And that they're both dark haired men with yeah. largish noses. Yes. Maybe. And, and yeah. quite. It, I, they didn't have, it didn't look think... like professional lighting or anything like that. It was just. No. Do you know, it's really funny because I've been, I can't, I've not been able to stop thinking about it because <laughs> John Cusack and yeah. um, I think that they're like a, they're like a beautiful Venn diagram for me. Yeah. I find them both very attractive men. Yeah. But they actually don't have very much in common. Right. Other than, you know, they've got, you know, dark hair and dark eyes. That's it. Yeah. One's got an Irish accent. Very hot for that. Yeah. Um, and they both have nice sort of radio type voices. They do. But otherwise they don't actually have anything in common. Oh, that's true. That's true. I think Dylan Moran's probably grown into his face or like aged into his yes, face. Yes, and I think that John Cusack is not. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was so lovely when he was He was younger. adorable, yeah. Yeah. And and that will go with him forever. Yeah. But I think, yeah, he's ageing out of that, that, um, that puppy dog cuteness that he had. When he was like. Dylan Moran definitely has grown into his looks. Yes. yes. That, that mid to late 80s John Cusack. If you look at his yeah. pictures, photos of him at that age, he has, I can only describe it as the smoothest face. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Smooth face and smooth hair as well. Yeah. Like in a time of very feathery bangs. And, very and, feathery bangs around. Yes. yes. Uh, he's, he's, yeah, you're right. His hair is smooth. His face is smooth. Yeah. And it's the eyes. And now he's doing that. He's got that thing going on, as we all do. Where as you get older, there's more and more folds yes. obscuring your eyes. <laughs> Open your eyes more, John. How can we see mm. more? But now really? he just now he just sort of looks through like through his squinty eyes. Same yes. kind of piercing look. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't have that that dewy, you know that, and you wouldn't expect him to either. No, it'd be off-putting to be in your fifties. He's a sophisticated and... man now. He yeah. shouldn't have a dewy, dewy look about. You'd be his suspicious eyes. of a, you know, someone in their fifties that played I the would. puppy, the hurt puppy dog eyes. That'd oh, be gross. I would. Yeah, it would be gross. I wouldn't like it at all. No. So, so you said you've been thinking a lot about whether all men in their fifties look the same. Have we? Well, and and it's not any... specific. What I I so um what I have noticed. But it's not about fifties. I'm, I'm maybe, and maybe the thing is that when I'm in my seventies, I'll be going. Well, no, that's not true. But um, I'm noticing that there's a real type of you can the types of old elderly men or older men, yeah, sort of slim down. So what I'm seeing ah, around that. here and narrowing. Is a, yes, <laughs> is a lot of fellas in their late sixties, early seventies who are. Um, small archetypal um, fit fellas with grey hair. Like, if seriously, I've met so many of them and I couldn't tell you one from the other. <laughs> They're not the Daves, yeah. luckily. They're not the Daves. But, not um, the Daves, but no. men in their 50s, I don't know. I think it, it's always interesting when you bump into people that you've gone to do school with, and maybe that's not a good example because people that you've got a memory of from a long time ago, I think you sort of do automatic um, flick over to the memory of the person and you say, yeah. oh, okay, that's you. You yeah. haven't changed at all. You know, when people say to you, oh, you haven't changed at all, and you're thinking, oh, well, I have. I'm exhausted. <laughs> but um, I've got sore hips. Just, <laughs> I never had sore hips before from sitting. That's right. I wince a lot, so there's some lines there for sure. <laughs> but... um. Do you know what I mean? Like um, people in their 50s, men in their 50s. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, my, my kids think that there's a, they say weird things now, but my daughter, <laughs> eldest has said like, oh, God, everyone's dad looks the same. Oh. Everyone's dad, they'll dress the same, they'll look the same. And I'm like, like me? And they're like, no. Yeah. Okay. I don't yep. understand that if everyone looks the same, but it's, I don't fit into that category. I don't believe you. And it's not true because Violet told me 
that there was a teacher at her school that looked like me and dressed like me. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I dropped her off one day and she said, look, there he is. And I was like, oh, geez. Hello, Matthew. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> exactly the same. Like we've oh. been obviously called each other up that morning to make sure we dress the same. Just Does that like, mean oh, that yeah. you looked at what he was wearing and you went, hey, you look. I like that. You look good. Oh, no, I just think I went, oh, yep, that's fair enough. That is highly oh, accurate. Yes, we do okay. look exactly the same. Now I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Yes, Violet, I agree. Okay. <laughs> it's yep. like, yep, I get it. Superficially, yep. exactly the same person. <laughs> Superficially. Okay, right. Probably the same age. Well, and and same maybe, age. do you know, maybe that's the thing. Maybe um, that, you know, Violet just not going to look too closely at people's dads because they're not that interesting to her. No. God, no. You know, and a lot of people might not look at men in their 50s because they're not that interesting to them until they're in their 50s. Yeah, right. No, that's true. Um, I, I do notice that there's a great big range. It seems to be when we hit our 50s, all of a sudden um, people, you go, wow, you, you, you look like you grew up. <laughs> I'm not articulating this very well. <laughs> no. Um, you, there's it, it, between 50 and 59. Yeah. There's a big, there's a, a really dense range of how much older you can look. Right. That's an interesting way to put it. Do you know what I mean when I say that? I do. Yeah. Like the yeah, range of, of in your 50s is broader. Yes. And it probably yes. expands from there, right? Your 60s is probably even bigger range I'm sure. of how you can look and so on and so on. Well, no, yeah. See, now, now, that, there's the thing, though, because sometimes I wonder if it constricts, but is that just because I'm in my 50s and I'm not in my 60s? Right. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. No, we'll have to do some investigating. But I know we... a lot of people talk about, um, you know, how when you get older you 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 become invisible. Yes. I was going to ask you that, like people yeah. in their 50s, in particular 50s, 50-year-old women yeah. become yep. invisible, 50-year-old men. Oh get grey hair and it looks nice? Yeah, it does, bastards. Why does it look nice? Should all women have short hair and then it looks nice? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I had short hair and I got well, what bored. makes What makes grey hair nice on I a man? Know. I would like to have, uh, I don't know. I, no, I, I, oh, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? No. It's the patriarchy. It's the patriarchy. Yeah, fair Women enough. are supposed to look young and, and um, childbearing. Men, are, men have wisdom at that men age. Is, men can be sophisticated. Come yeah. here, young lady, and I will right. tell you. Sit the, on my knee. I'll tell you the ways of the world. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's why all so many books about, so many books written by men about male authors who are young, foolish, no. yes. foolish young filly falls in love with the old professor. And the professor's yes, like, right. you're much too young for me. Oh, right, I will sleep with you. We'll have a torrid affair. If I must. If I must. And I will teach you the ways of the world. But don't will... tell the old ball and chain. And we'll be good for each other. That's right. And I'll be home for tea. And then we shall break up and there'll, no, there'll be no drama and I will never be judged on my actions. And you'll pine for me forevermore. <laughs> and I'll say, don't <laughs> pine for me. You will find another man who is just as nice and as handsome and as wise as I am. Yeah, these books write themselves. <laughs> oh, God, they do. And they were best for sellers once upon a time. Oh, they? they're so gross, aren't they? Those ugh, <clears throat> old yeah. man writers. Ugh. Yeah. Sit at my feet, children, and I shall explain <laughs> the ways of the world to you. Yeah, nobody oh. wants that. What no. have you done? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who have yeah. you done? Yeah. Yes. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got onto old men, and but anyway, it's fun to talk like them. There's no doubt about it. Indeed. Now, um, I have another question. A little, uh, more serious. Your, your lovely friend Moss. Oh yes. Um, I guess died is the best way to put it. Really. He did die. How old yep. was your? This is a dog we're talking about. Yeah, he was 10. He was 10. Yeah, which is not really that old. No, it's not that old for, no. for a puppy. No, no. So that was pretty 
devastating and it was devastating because I had he was part of the dream that I had to get here yeah you know and then he wasn't really here for very long so was he sick was he sick before when you're when you're living in in Myron Bateman when you're living yeah in- he got diagnosed with Cushing somewhere at Myron Bateman and um and that all went sort of horribly terrible what's but, um, what's Cushing's Cushing's is a I think it's an endocrine disease and it's actually huge in people and horses. Right. Um, and the best I ever had it explained to me was that imagine the most stress you've ever felt like the night before an exam or something and you're really, really stressed and um, so, you, you know, like I feel sick, stressed, that kind of stressed. Yeah. And you might eat. Some people eat to deal with that stress. Yes. Um, so that's. That's what he felt like, but all the time. Right. So our first tip-off was that he would eat, he would turn the garbage bin upside down and eat everything in it, paper, everything. Um, and and he just ballooned all of a sudden. He went from this fluffy little fella who ran around all the time to being a big bloated potato with legs. Right. Yeah. So and, trying to uh, settle his stomach any way he could. Yes, apparently, yeah. Right. So, um, so unfortunately, the vets that um, they'd sort of, we had a vet who said uh, he had to do some te- all the tests he had to do was stress tests. Yeah, and they just kept saying to us, "Oh, he's really stressed," and we're going, "We yes, because you're doing the stress tests, don't you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't make you stressed. You do yeah. one, and then you do another one an hour later, and that is quite stressful for him. So yeah. you know, it, and he's doing it at the vets, which is also quite stressful. So yes, this is yeah. Um, and these tests cost us a freaking fortune, and they go, "Oh, that test didn't work, so we have to do it again." You know, like it all just felt a bit sort of yeah, all care, no responsibility. Yeah, all all cash, no responsibility, kind of thing. And uh, we had one vet who lucked in. We lucked in with her, and she said, "I don't think this is being dealt with aggressively enough. I advise you to just stick with one vet because it was sort of like a vet hospital, lots of different vets. Right. So just stick with one vet because there's everybody's got a different approach. And then we never saw her again. (laughs) We never had the same vet again. Right. 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 Um. Yeah. Anyway, when we moved here, we just went. Oh, we better take him to the vet and just. Oh, he um he actually put on so much weight. He's he did his little cruciate ligaments right before we moved. Yeah. And we um when we like literally right before we moved, and then we got here and we took him to the vet to deal with the cruciate ligament, and he went. Oh, he seems like a really sick little dog. Yeah, and then we found out that he was really, he was a really sick little dog. So Yeah, so you you were saying that was part of the plan. You said you had a big plan. Yeah, uh, to get him here and to to move, like to get him here and then to be able to take him to the beach and, you know, one of his, the highlights of his day was um, walking. So we'd go for walks in Murrum Bateman and that was really lovely and, and that was great. So the whole idea was to get to the beach. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I just I had this idea that we'd get him to the beach and he, we could do the whole dog on the beach thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't work out. So you said a phrase in, in like, the messages, like I said when I was reading back, and you yep. said you were grieving the thing that something wasn't yeah yeah so which i thought was just very sad but also i never heard it put that way right of just yeah we here is a plan we have yeah and how it's going to be in my head yeah and then it doesn't work out that way now it doesn't have to be something like like your dog dying it can be i mean that that's uh, i think a constant through like not maybe not a constant but that that pops up again and again in our lives of like i have a plan in my head for how this is going to be yeah and then when it's not that then yeah it's it's a grieving thing now even if it's not like you said the loss of a pet it's hard to express that to someone yeah that's right that 
Very much so, yeah. But, um, yeah, in my head, you know, like even purchasing this house, we sort of went, oh, this has got a yard and the yard is all fenced and it's got a gate and, you know, this is a, a yard that he can be in and he's going to be safe. Yeah. And and we're only this far from this trail and we can take this trail and we can walk all over the place and where this trail also goes the other way and it goes to the beach and, you know, all of those things had been part of the looking forward to getting here. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we were here, we only had him here for 10 weeks. So, and mm. it was, and on top of that, I had to, it was a, you know, all of a sudden I just went, oh, you're, you're not, it, it, like we were managing it. The, the vet, he was brilliant and we were managing it. But all of a sudden I realized he was really, he wasn't, he wasn't happy. He wasn't comfortable. Yeah. Like he was he was living his life and he was doing all the things that he always does. He follows me around everywhere and there's my little buddy, but um he just didn't I could see him almost groaning every time yeah, I right. got up to do something. He was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we have to move. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And so that was a decision I had to make. And so that was horrible too because it I actually made the decision within a couple of hours and yeah. went, okay, this is what we're going to do. But it just felt like all of it just felt unfair. And I don't know if it was unfair if I was feeling like it was unfair to me or fun, unfair to him, probably a bit mm. of both, I suppose. But, yeah, but it was. It was that grieving what it wasn't, grieving that I wasn't getting this situation set up and it was going to be lovely for him. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. meant to be like this. It wasn't meant to be like how I had it in my head. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a pretty full-on question, and I don't think it's that easy to answer. But mm. is it because, like, you know, like my lovely cat Rosie died in February. Yeah. And one thing that always struck me was, the the thing that brought on the the grief or the sadness, I couldn't quite pinpoint whether it was the absence or the presence. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So it's not just oh they're not here. It's that oh, well, like you still look for them or you still yes. see yeah. them or you still hear them or you still remember or you still yep. the light catches the room in a certain way and you have a memory that fits with that. Yep. Or you turn around and there's fluff on the floor and you go, oh, that's, yeah. that's moss fluff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. We've got a little cat, um, our cat Maggie. Yep. And so the two of them moved down here together in the back of the car and she was looking for him for ages and that nearly killed me. Yeah, right. Yeah. She's, she couldn't find him. So, you know, and she was really turning the place upside down. So she's become very needy. I wonder. Is... I wonder though if that helps, right? That helps anthropomorph not anthropomorphize, but that yeah, sort of yeah. helps, sort of uh, in a way, like personify your uh, your sadness, right? Is that a yes. cat? Is literally like, well, no, that's I. I have no concept of that of <laughs> yeah. lost dying. So yeah. my concept is, well, there's a dog here somewhere. There's I don't know that's where he right. is, but I, if I keep looking, then he'll turn up. So. I guess. Well, and I, I overthought that to the the nth degree too because I was thinking, I wonder if she just thinks that when things aren't convenient that if she... <laughs> she start giving you side eyes, is that what you're like, I yeah. know what you're up to. That's right. That's right. <laughs> How are you going to disappear me? <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. go and get back to Nazis. <laughs> when they came for the dogs, I said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's um, uh it's uh, yeah it's an interest the idea of like yes the the grief of things not working out and that can be like low yeah. i reckon when i was younger if things didn't work out like i imagine i think i became quite angry yeah right yeah you know and it's a thing that well, i which is and that's a secondary emotion that that something that you do to to compensate for something that you you can't do yeah yeah exactly and it's the mm. the thing that you know like i should have in the forefront of my mind but you never do when you're in an emotional state but it yeah. happens at work and it happens at home and 
you just go oh the reason that this is happening the reason i'm having this moment is because i'm holding on too tight to whatever it is it's yeah. that con- trying to hold on to that control 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 is yeah. a myth yeah yeah it's a myth but for some reason it seems to work a bit of the time you're like oh i'm in control yeah everything's going <laughs> as planned but as soon as that yeah. plan gets askew just a little you just if you're holding on too tight then you just ugh ridiculous yeah, yep that's right it's a big thing to learn we've discussed this before about you know um realizing that that you don't have the kids you necessarily imagined and then getting yep. to a place where you appreciate and you value who the, who they are you know you sort of let go of that and it's that letting go isn't it it's the letting go of i thought it would be like this or i thought i thought this person would be like this i thought you know and nothing is that straightforward we're human no exactly and it's mm. it's weird how you sort of bounce around especially with your kids yes of where yeah. they are each few months really sometimes where you're like no yeah. this isn't how i should go and this child's difficult to manage at this age but like like we've talked about like violet was very difficult to manage most of her life but now he's not yes which is you know kind of awesome given she's a teenager which you always told me that you always you and sasha always told me that would be the case that she would get to (laughs) that she would get to being a teenager and and she'd been through all this stuff and then that would assist her and i was that's right she found out she figured her self-regulation stuff when she was little yeah she was going through that pretty it took her yeah. a while, but yeah, she was. Yeah, it is a lot of that self regulation. Um, yeah. And it's funny if she has like an emotional moment, she sort of gets embarrassed now, which I don't oh, want to cultivate. But no. like, she's like, I'm sorry, I acted that way. And a lot of times she said, No, that's appropriate. Yeah. Whereas in the past, it was always the opposite. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what, what's going on all the time. She's yeah. got a, a super big serve of um, self-awareness going on, which is fantastic. But, yes, you're right, um, sanitising stuff yes. for herself now when you, you don't want her to, really. No. It, it's kind of cool if she just goes with the flow. Yeah, but who does that? Hang on a sec. Yeah. Who goes with the flow? That would be nice. But, yes, it's, it's, it's sort of difficult, isn't it? But, it's yeah, it's that control, I guess. It's just, like you said, control is a myth. Yes, tattoo, tattoo that on your forehead. I don't need to. I have. <laughs> I have experienced that lesson. Yes, five hundred different ways. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, we're gonna we'll wrap up fairly soon. But I have a question to finish off with. Far away. Ah, <laughs> are we the same height? <laughs> yes. Are we not? Your hair looks high. My hair looks high. It's got some feathery eighties <laughs> feathering happening. Yes, it does. So I don't know when we we I I sent you a photo. Someone uh, yeah. Jazz must have taken of me out the back, um, <laughs> which is rare, right? It's very rare to get a photo of yourself, which has. It sounds violent. She took me out the back. Oh, she took Just me took roughly me out, out the back. back. Yes. <laughs> yep. But she took a photo of, out the back, and it was like something yes. that that showed to scale, like how how uh, tall I am. Yeah, because I'm not tall. I'm fairly. I don't know what the average height is, but I be, I'm probably under the average height. Um, but I was like, oh, I, I don't think I've seen a photo in a long time. Which I realized that I'm quite a, a small little fellow. Oh. Uh... And you said, no, 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 that's just the you're, photo. You're my, you're we're, my height. We're roughly the same height. <laughs> so clearly we're not. Well, I'm five foot ten. Five I foot was. Ten. Yeah. I'm on my way down now. So. <laughs> I yeah, was five, five foot, foot eleven. Yeah, five foot ten. I am not five foot ten. Oh, I, I was sure you were. <laughs> really? No, yeah. I don't. No, no, you are you are a good deal taller than me, but. You were saying, oh, there's quite a few people in your life who have pointed out that you are taller than them, and it yeah. came as a shock to you. Always. It's always come as a shock. Maybe we just sit down talking all the time. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's the same. I had here. a girlfriend who um, she was telling me, she said, oh, you can be very intimidating, and I was going, 
hello, me, what? <laughs> and she stood up on a desk next to me so that I came up to her bust and she said, how would you feel if you were talking to me and I was like this? And I said, oh, well, that's not very nice. And she said, that's how tall I am to you. And I got a, a real shock. That's, that's interesting, just, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't even imagine. You thought it was the, you were roughly the same height as her as well? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she is tiny. I mean, and I know she's tiny, but I just yeah. never think of, I don't think of me being monstrous. Because <laughs> like, maybe that's maybe monstrous. that's why it's necessary for me to think this way, Matthew. Yeah, I so guess I don't, so. I don't walk around going, I am monstrous. But you were, did you? I'm pretty sure you told me, like, you got pretty tall pretty early, pretty young, right? Yeah, sixth grade. So that would have been difficult for you. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. I, I know as a teacher, like year seven girls in particular who come into year seven already pretty much at their full height yeah have that yeah. awkwardness and it's a comment that everyone makes and the teachers Ugh. make and yeah and then all of a sudden the boys start getting taller and overtaking you and no they didn't oh no they didn't <laughs> I, no, I was always in the back row with the boys right, 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 with the photos boys. and yeah. I always had really short hair and no tips so I actually looked like <laughs> a boy until yeah. I was in um, until high school, and I was wearing skirts. That was yeah. yeah. That was the, the time. That was the realized. defining feature. That's right. Oh, oh, that boy's got a skirt. That on. boy's got a skirt yeah. on. How progressive! Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Bash him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Back then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly it was right. the eighties. So yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Wow. So yeah. And then I you, had you... I had one of my Sri Lankan great aunties come to stay once, and she said to my mum. She said, oh, she's very tall. I was probably twice her height. She was tiny. She's like the um, the the weird little old lady from the labyrinth. Um, gotcha, labyrinth, yes. Um, I know what you um, mean. Dark crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the trash heap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With her eye. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was very much like her but sophisticated. And, uh, and sophisticated she said, trash lady. Yeah. <laughs> um, she said, oh, she's very tall. What are you going to do about it? And mum went, what do you mean? And she said, how will she ever get a husband? And mum said, oh, we'll put a brick on her head. And she said, oh, can you do that? She was, that, there isn't, if that's going to work, then that's what you do. I want to, I want to know if she had any ideas. Like, what are you going to do about oh, it? I don't know. She probably would have paid. Get your hunch on. Yeah, yeah. And I did. I used to have to get um, all my friends were shorter. I guess I did have to. I hunched over to listen to them, and I still wonder if that's got an, had an impact on my posture. Oh, I I think that's not as true. good as I think, it could be. I think, and again, this is probably just reading rubbish on the internet, but I'm pretty sure that tall people have issues with their posture because. Mm. You don't, like you said, you don't want to be intimidating. People are intimidated yeah. by your size. But if yep. you're very, very tall, then you have to sort of yep. slump so you're not. To, to be a part of things. And when you're a girl, if you miss, you know what girls are like, if you miss, you know, the, the, the subtleties of conversation. Right. Yes, right. You are out. So, yeah, I, was, I used to have to do that. It's again. It's cartoon. Our cartoon brain thinking. Cartoon I'm brain. Yeah. Seeing all the children at like, at your, like you said, at your bus level with all the noise yeah. circling around them, and you like smoke, and your head <laughs> above them just wandering about. Yeah, that's right. No, 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 I can't imagine yeah. you got around at school. Yes, with your little <laughs> wheels. Oh. Dear. <laughs> All right, well, we might finish there, Alison. Thank you as always. Right. always My pleasure. pleasure. Yes, indeed. Right.